Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can test for fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Ninja Moonshine, Middle of the Road, podcast for meeting in the middle. All right, it's the Middle of the Road podcast with Ninja and Moonshine. Moonshine, how you doing? I am doing pretty well. And how are you doing, Ninja? I am awesome, um, because I'm not a veteran and I'm not getting screwed over by Congress. Uh huh. That's that's a good way to lead into it. Might as well just start off with middle of the road. I'm Moonshine, and he's Angry Ninja. Go ahead, Angry Ninja. I am so tired of self-serving politicians, and 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 I'm gonna say Republican a lot on this, but when when I say Republican on this, know that I'm not talking about the average Republican person in the world. I'm specifically talking about Republican senators who I don't know who they think they're representing anymore because they're not. So there was three bills. Mitch McConnell was in favor of two of them and not in favor of one. The one bill he's not in favor of is a version of the Build Back Better plan. They're called the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and it's actually going to do a lot of good. It's setting a corporate minimum tax, which basically says no matter what loopholes you have as a corporation, you at least have to pay 15% of your profit in taxes, which is awesome because their tax rates are already pretty low, but they loophole out of it like – well, there's one year Exxon made $200 billion and they paid zero in taxes and actually got money from the government. So they want to close. I've never, I've never made $200 billion in a year. I don't know how to, I don't know how to put that on my taxes. Right. And let alone put it on your taxes so well that the government gives you money. Yeah. There you go. But that's awesome. So there's a lot of good things in this bill. But Mr. <laughs> Mr. McConnell didn't want it to pass. So he told him if they, Passed this bill or even tried to, he wouldn't vote on a, 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 a chips bill, which was a manufacturing bill for America to uh, become a, a better maker of a superconductor chips. Those chips were, I'm sure you've seen in the news, were short chips, were short chips. China's not sending us the chips. Well, Biden wants to make it to where we make these chips in America so we don't have to depend on China for this anymore. One of those America first kind of policies. It's it's an amazing thing. And Michigan says, I'm going to tank this one if you try to pass the other one. So the Repo- Democrats kind of pulled a fast move where Manchin said, I'm done negotiating anyway. I'm not going to negotiate no more. I'm done. We're not going to do it. And McConnell said, cool. So they passed the chip bill. And the minute the, they passed the chip bill, like the same night, Manchin came back and goes, oh, wait, me and Chuck Schumer reached agreement. We're going to go ahead and pass that Inflation Reduction Act bill now. We got the votes, which, all right, shady mood on the Democrats' part, but they had to get some stuff done, and both the bills are good for Americans. Mr. McConnell gets furious, so he immediately starts calling all the Republicans in the House for representatives and tries to get them to tank the chip bill there, which he didn't. They, they said, look, this is actually good for the American people. We're sorry that you look like a turtle, but we're going to pass the bill. So they did, and it's actually on its way right now to be signed by Joe Biden, which is going to increase manufacturing in America, create jobs, and help make us not be so dependent on China. It's a, it's a great bill. Um, well, the next day, there was 
what was thought to be a ceremonial vote for a veterans bill, the PAC bill, for uh, the veterans that were exposed to toxic burn pits. Um, it had previously, back in June, passed in the Senate by like 84 votes. Um, it went to the House of Representatives. They had to change one line, and it was a line that would uh, make it to where the government couldn't use the money as a slush fund. It says it, it made it non-discretionary spending, that all the, the money put to this bill had to be spent on veterans' health care. It made it mandatory, which means it couldn't be pulled for other things like you know the government loves to do. And so they sent it back to the Senate. And the Senate was so butthurt, Mr. McCann told them all to vote no on it. So it had 50 votes yes, 50 votes no, because Republicans who are supposed to be the we're for the soldiers, patriotic, we all weigh the flags, go America, but fuck the veterans who need health care, who are dying of cancer from being exposed to burning jet full fuel, like, because Mitch McConnell's little turtle face got butt hurt because he got outmaneuvered by Chuck Schumer, which if I got outmaneuvered by Chuck Schumer, I'd be butt hurt too. But still, basically, Chuck Schumer did a Mitch McConnell move. He's so mad that happened that now the veterans are going to suffer. They're using veterans yet again as a pawn. Like, it's a lot like uh, back when Mitch McConnell, when we were having a, the government shutdown that lasted several months when Trump was in office. And... A Republican and a Democrat proposed a bill that would make sure the military still got paid even while the government was shut down, and Mitch McConnell wouldn't even allow it to be voted on because he was in charge of the Senate at the time. Can we just get rid of Mitch McConnell? Oh, I hey, he's from your state. I've, I've never voted for him. You know the bad part about Mitch McConnell is I don't know anybody in Kentucky. I've never met a single person who will admit to voting for him. And I'm not, oh, no, it's voter fraud. No, no, no. Everybody probably does. They just hate him so much they don't want to admit it. They're just so far right in this state, so conservative, they can't even imagine voting for anything but a Republican. Like, he's been in Yeah, office. and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, he's been in office for, like, 30 years and Kentucky is like in every important metric that you measure a state by um, poverty, uh, homelessness, uh, education. We're like at the bottom five or number 50 in every single one of those rankings. He has done nothing to help this country, but build a Russian paid for aluminum plant that his wife owns. All right. So this is my take on What's going on with the veterans? As you know, I, I served as a reservist in the Army National Guard. I am close to a lot of veterans. I'd like to be closer in a lot of aspects, but as they say, it is what it is. I am beyond pissed about this, the fact that it's a pissing contest. But then my problem is that when the Democrats actually do something right. They go straight to the media, all the major media giants, they go out and say Republicans, 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 instead of concentrating on what is right. Instead, it's, it's always a pissing match with these two. Well, it's always a pissing match. And that, with, that's, that's my problem. And, 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 and you're right, but my thing is all three of these bills, all three of them, if you break down what they do and read them and, and look at what they're actually trying to pass, 
There's nothing shady in any of them. There's no, you know, where they have those earmarks or whatever that are really bad. Uh, there's none of that in any of these bills. It's all really straightforward language. All three of these bills are a complete win for America. No, I, I completely understand that. I'm I'm with you on, and I'm on board on that. But I'm saying is that instead of and and this is a one time thing right now. Yes, they are. There's so much garbage out there that the Democrats have have tried to push through. But what I'm trying to say is that they're both to a point now. They wonder why people get so, I guess the word, disenfranchised oh, yeah. with everything that's going on is because they are sick and tired of, of just the going back and forth like children. If I don't get my way, then I'm going to do this. And guess what you're doing? You're hurting people that actually defended this country were in, in combat zones, burn pits. I don't know if people know a lot about this, but what was going on in Iraq they were there was people that just like I could have been, you could be stationed in an area and then your job is solely to protect this area of operation, the AO. You're standing there and you're inhaling this this smoke and all this stuff that's toxins and everything, and then you get sick and the government the government steps in and figures a way how to screw. I can't tell you how many veterans are out there right now that have been screwed over by the government. Oh, Absolutely just screwed over. It, it, it's horrible. And, and my problem right now, and this is with the current group of Republican senators led by Mitch McConnell. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. When everything doesn't go right, Democrats immediately rub the news and the news cover it. But my big problem right now with the current Republican senators is the Democrats are putting forth tons of bills. Tons of bills are passing through the, the Rupert House regions. Tons of bills are being proposed in the Senate. And Mitch McConnell runs the Senate, even from the, the minority side, because they have enough they can shut down anything they want. Um, so nothing's passing. But whenever a bill gets proposed, the Republicans will shut that bill down right now. This is what happened right now. And like, well, we don't like this bill. We don't like this. We don't like this. We don't like this. And it's a bill to solve a problem. Well, if you get a bill proposed to you, right, like say me and you were talking, and I, I propose an idea to solve a problem, mm-hmm. right, and you don't think it's going to solve the problem, right, and yeah. you say, no, we're yeah. not doing that, does the conversation yeah. in there, or do you come back out with me like, what if we try this instead, or try a mix of this? No, and yeah, this? because that's called being a public official and being an adult. Instead of trying to get my way, no. I'm going to go to you and I'm going to go, okay, well, Let's look at this. And right. for instance, okay, so this is the budgetary. This is where we are with our budget. Uh, we can't afford to put this much in, but what if we put this much in? And then on the back end, let's take a look at the budgetary concerns. Right. And by no means am I a – now, I, I got to say this real quick. Yeah. Do, do, you hear, do you hear what me and you are talking about right now? And let me ask you – how many percentage – what's the percentage of Americans right now that know about what's going on with this stuff, that truly know what the bills are, that they weren't passed? All, all they know is – and I'm going to get to this point, Angry Ninja. I want to tell you something. 
when I know more, whatever your whatever your wherever you are in life, whatever you're focused on, for me it's comedy, sports, comedy and sports, pretty much. Uh, in your life, if you're focused on these things, this is what you know about. When I know more about my favorite football team, starting quarterback and their statistics, then I do know about what the laws that affect me as an American in this country. We have a huge problem, and that is the problem. Most Americans, damn near, I'd say 80% of Americans, couldn't tell you what law has been passed, what law has been rejected, because they they are so – we are so – how do I even put this? We are drunk on entertainment. We are drunk on comfort. We we no longer appreciate these things. And I know I'm getting a little off here, but it's part of the conversation is the fact that, and I've said to you before, if you went back in time and you said, we'll say 300 years ago, so that would put us in the 1700s. So you'd be 17, what, <laughs> 22. There we go. God, I hate math. Okay, so 1722, if you went back in time and you asked people, uh, and they, excuse me, they came forward into time and they saw where we were. And they saw and they asked us, they said, when do you go to your, to your weekly assembly? to talk about the laws and the things that's going on in your, in your area, your community, your village, if you, if, if you were, I guess you would say. And you would tell them, well, my grandpa will go here and there to court and listen to what's going on. They will look at you and they will say, have you lost your minds? Are you serious? You don't know what's going on in your laws. You don't know what they're passing. You don't know what they're not passing. We we are. It, it's almost too. It's almost too in your face to see it. It's it's too clear to see that we are drunk on comfort. We we do not. We 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 have no idea what's going on. Most of us in this country. Oh, you're one hundred percent. It's amazing what people don't know. Like when I talk to people about this stuff, they're like, "They they did that." I'm like, "Yeah, this is what they do." Like, Ms. McConnell stopped a bill to get soldiers paid. Ms. McConnell stopped a bill to get soldiers health care, all because he's butt hurt. Um, yeah. like they're like, "Does his wife really own this aluminum company paid for by a Russian oligarch?" Yeah, she really does. Like, and this isn't like me making up conspiracies. So this is public record. It's not even hard to find. <sighs> People need to be but more yeah, engaged. But yeah, the people, they, they have no idea. They, they know more about what's going on in America's Got Talent. If, if, if I can tell you who's in the third or fourth round of America's Got Talent and you are just so enthralled and excited about somebody you don't even know but you're pulling for them because that's what people do. They want to see – most people want to see people succeed. But if I ask you what are the laws – in the state of Kentucky as far as driving, I don't know, wherever, inside of a, uh, a shopping mall area, what are the laws? And they would go, 
so someone would tell you, okay, so your laws are, it's a 15 mile an hour speed limit. Um, understand that you can't be parked in front of an exit, a main exit of, and I'm just, I'm just coming up with stuff here, but probably things that are laws. You can't be parked in an exit for over a period of time, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. These are laws, and we don't even know about it. We go out, we're just like pissing in the wind. We have no idea. Most of us have no clue what is going on in this country. We have no idea what the laws are, and guess what eventually that leads to? That leads to where the government, and a lot of people didn't like him. I loved him. He had his problems, Ronald Reagan. He said government isn't the solution. Government is the problem. And go, and also Reagan, it's funny too, a lot of people love Reagan. And I know your head's going to spin on this, but a lot of people love Reagan. But Ronald Reagan, after he was shot with the Brady Bill, he was very, very – he wasn't big on, on, on the Second Amendment. So a lot of people want to paint that picture of Ronald Reagan as he was this big-time leader for for conservative politics and he was but he was not a, he was not a uh, an advocate for the second amendment especially after he damn near got shot and killed in, the, in an assassination attempt it's amazing what being shot at will do to you about your gun rights views well it will and but my my point with that is that people want to make up what their with their own ideas are and and i'm going to tell you man the more that I have been off of Facebook, the more that I have just posted my stuff on there, and, and I'm just being completely honest here. The more that I just put my stuff on on Facebook, on my on my podcast page, on on my regular page, and and then I have a comedy page. The more that I've gotten away from all of the nonsense that is on social media, as far as yeah, you know, my kid's the greatest kid in the world. No, you're kids probably just burned down the damn house uh you know, my my husband's amazing just after he just beats you within an inch of your life and you go put on makeup it's it's a false and that is we could do we could talk about this all day long oh yeah but it's a false it's a false world that these people are living in and now i know i'm getting kind of going around here but it, it all leads up to the fact that we're we are i don't want to use the word educated anymore because to me, educated basically says that um, <laughs> that I'm, I'm I've been taught by communists to a degree, and I know that's very uh, radical, but that's how I feel about it. But I'm just saying that we are so not locked in as the country that we should be. This is how dynasties fall because people eventually. You just continue to get fatter and fatter and not care about what's going on. And guess what's going to happen? There's people that are watching, and they're going to care what's going on. And they're, they're going to make laws, and then all of a sudden, you don't, have, you don't know what the hell is going on. And, and you're 100% right. And, but if you want a good just, oh, my God, you can't believe this person is a representative of our country right now, um, Go to Majority Taylor Green's Twitter and just read through that, and 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 you'll be really disappointed in all the people of Georgia for voting for. But you wanted to talk about something else, a different topic, and it's one of the reasons I actually brought up her Twitter because 
she's recently started what she wants to call the Christian National mm-hmm. Coalition of Republicans. Mm-hmm. And she's the reason, she's part of the reason, part of the thing that's actually counterpoint to what you wanted to talk about. Um, and so I, I really wanted to, to, to tackle this topic because you're right in what you're about to say. So go ahead and hit it, and then we'll, we'll talk about why people believe what they believe. All right, so I want to talk about today about the misconception that conservatives and now with me, I am more and more every day independent to the right leaning. If you and I, pretty soon I may just be in the middle of the road. No pun intended. I want to talk about how there's a misconception that people that are conservative now, you're not gonna. There is no utopia. There is no perfect world, but there, there is a serious lie out there or lies that conservatives or independent right-leaning what have you hate minorities and also hate homosexuals for for the most part we're within i don't know the last 40 years you've really seen homosexuals again no real pun intended but come out of the closet and come out of the dark wow. and are yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just a term that they use. But they they have are now accepted in society, and they should be. Yeah. That's listen. That's the great thing about this country is the fact that that you that we may we may have based the foundation and the laws off of God, but not everybody's a Christian. And if you want to have a country where we force religion down people's throats, then that's not freedom. And that's really the, that's the opposite of freedom. Exactly. And, and and I know not all Republicans hate gay people. Heck, there's actually, okay, so for the record, the first part of this is true, the last part's a joke. The first part's true. There's a group of Republicans, they started in the 2000s and the 90s, they call themselves the Log Cabin Republicans, and it's a group of gay men who are all Republicans. Um, they call themselves the Log Cabin Republicans because they believe Abraham Lincoln was gay. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of letters Abraham Lincoln wrote between himself and an old roommate that really make you would question whether or not him and that dude were extra close. Um, now for the not true part. But if you think about it, Abraham Lincoln probably was gay because he did like theater and he did take a shot to the back of the head. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you, oh, you dirty, dirty boy, you. Sorry. Uh, that, was, that, was pretty, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. By the way, Angry Ninja has done some stand-up, and you can see it right there. That was a good little combination. A right. little uppercut, a jab, and then an uppercut. Uh, the problem is the reason that there's this misconception that all conservative and Republicans don't like gay people is because of the news always goes to the loudest mouth. And the loudest mouth isn't always the smartest mouth. Back in the uh-uh. 60s, uh, there was a group called the Christian Nationalism, Nationalisms, or Nationalists, and they were racist beyond all measure that is that they were they wanted to get the jews yeah. out like they said all these horrible things um and, and they weren't good 
and they're like, well, this is what re religion in America was found in religion. And if you actually go back when they wrote the thing, they specifically like, no, we're not making, we want separation church and state. It's not the same thing because Christianity may not always be the dominant religion. Imagine if like the church of Satan became in charge, would you really want them the ones making the rules for you? No, that's why we keep it separate. But there's a, a large group and a majority of Green's a big part of it. She wants us to do the Christian national group again. And she calls herself a Christian nationalist. I don't think she knows because I don't think she's smart enough to go in the history and look what that word means. But she's clearly stated uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. It's only between a man and a woman. She's coming out saying, you know, we should put church and state back together and America should follow all the rules of the Bible. Like, and you should be proud. And when this is the loudest voice, and this is what people are hearing. And then with what the Supreme conservative Supreme court justice just said about wanting to revisit the law that made same sex marriage legal and make it illegal again, and even make gay sex illegal again. When, when the loudest conservative mouths are the ones saying that, that's what people hear. And unfortunately, just like the left gets branded with a whole lot of stuff that's not accurate because of what one or two stupid people say, the same thing happens on, on the right. The right's getting branded where y'all are all racist and all hate gay people. When Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one -on -one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash comedy. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com slash comedy. Talkspace.com slash comedy. That's not the case because of the, the loudest mouths being the problem and saying the dumbest things. Like, Majority Taylor Green is a walking blonde joke. I, I don't know how she breathes and walks at the same time. Some of the <laughs> dumb stuff she says. Like, she is horrible. And if you want to say you're going to be a Christian nationalist, look up the history of that party before you're like, oh, I'm um, going to be this. Well, anytime you hear the word nationalist, it doesn't really put a lot of uh, excitement into people's eyes or minds. No. That, and, uh, and I'm with yeah. you. I don't believe that 71% of Americans, of Americans, not Democrats, not Americans, thinks gay marriage should be legal. So obviously, 70% of the country thinks it's okay, which means there's got to be a whole lot of Republicans in that because there's just as many Republicans as there is Democrats. Yeah, well, you know, I love it when people, especially with me, I haven't had my most shining moments online because I've dealt with depression 
and I'm and I am using that as an excuse because it's the absolute truth. You deal with depression at at a time when, for the most part, social media was still pretty new. When Facebook came along, it was different than MySpace. MySpace was just a platform where you could just meet people. There really wasn't, from what I remember, there wasn't places where you were blogging. That's what they used to call it, was blogging. Now it's... Oh, no, MySpace had a blogging function. It was just harder to get to. Okay, but what I'm saying is, but it was all dark, and it was just a different kind of a world for, for MySpace. This whole thing now, again, used to be called blogging, is now called, I, I just posted that. Right. It is, it's, and and I got into developing, and this is my story, developing as a stand-up or trying to develop, I was dealing with depression. But the fact that I was a proud American, I was at the time, I was in the military, and I was very proud of my country and my service. And I got in, and I I just saw this this group of of really hobbyist comedians that all they wanted to do was get up there and say whatever they wanted to say about straight people, cis gender, this that I, I never even heard that word till recently, cis gender, but talk about straight wasn't a thing. Talk about Police, uh, I've heard some of the most horrible jokes about police and all kinds of stuff. But then when you get up there and you want to say, okay, it's a free-for-all, we're comedians, we should be able to make fun and joke about everybody. Yep. If you're a transgender person and you're a stand-up, beautiful. You get up there after you take your <laughs> your hormone medicine, get up there. And talk about the world that you see as a transgender. If you can't see that being – if we can't joke about a 58-year-old man that's five foot three and weighs 285 pounds wearing a, a dress and lipstick with, with a beard and, and, and back hair coming out of his dress, if we can't joke about that – then stand-up comedy ceases to exist. Well, what what I have found about that is is one know your audience. If if you're in a room full of transgenders, don't make that joke. Um, but unfortunately, my audience was other comedians uh, for the most part. And the, you know, honestly, comedians for comedians is the worst audience you can have because they oh, don't. Because they're not even listening to your stuff. They're thinking about what they just performed or when they're going back up or they're listening and they're overanalyzing the jokes or trying to figure yeah. out how to steal it and make it their own. So they're absolutely the worst. But, yeah. uh, one of the, the, some of the funniest gay bashing kind of jokes I ever heard was from a gay comedian who was up there talking about himself. Like, mm -hmm. so you can do it. You just got to know your audience and really important. Some of the people who have been making these jokes, they're not funny. No, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, you know, if your joke's not when funny, I, it just seems like you're being mean. When I first got to, but again, mean. I mean, what kind of world are we living in? So we want to have this world of erotica, uh, porn, 
teaching five-year-olds this and that. But yet we want to, when it comes to, that's my opinion on the the attack on masculinity. There's a big word for you. Masculinity about being a man and being proud to be a man. That's the attack on it when everything is, well, that's mean and you shouldn't say this or that. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Richard Pryor, uh, uh, Red Fox, George Carlin, I mean the old school, Bill Hicks, they didn't didn't pull punches on on jokes. When you're out there in front of – when you're going to see a comedian on a Friday, Saturday night – and you just worked all week, and I use this one for whatever reason at Pet Boys, making, uh, fixing tires and doing whatever Pet Boys people do with cars. You're there, and you're, you're sitting there, you're having a drink, you're wanting to relax. You don't want to hear everything with a Band-Aid on it. You want to talk about stuff. You want to hear about sex. You want to hear about, um, about just stuff that is funny. Stuff that's sad, but comedians' jobs are to make it funny. And now the transgender community coming out against Dave Chappelle, first of all, it's hilarious that we talk about that we talk about um, how black people and African Americans should be treated in this country, but when it doesn't meet the standard of the left wing narrative, then we go right after a Dave Chappelle. They talk about, well, that's transphobic. And first of all, let me – and now, Chris, I'm kind of doing what you did on the first three. I'm kind of taking over here a little bit. But let, let me let me say this. So phobia, we, we say Islamophobia, homophobia. It's a brilliant way to install your beliefs on other people. Am I right? Because guess what? If you don't believe – in that, and they throw that phobia on you, guess what they've done to you? they tagged you in society, and you're now ostracized. What's your opinions on that? Oh, no, you, you're, you're right. They do do that a lot. Um, but my thing is, you're saying Dave Chappelle got canceled. You know, he got canceled in one or two cities, but Dave Chappelle is still getting shows. He's still getting paid. He's still out there performing. And so what? You know, those one or two cities didn't want him to perform. He's better off without those Okay, cities. but what, what happens it, What happens? When it's three or four cities, then it's five or six cities, then seven or eight cities. Then we become like freaking Canada. I've talked to comedians before and heard interviews. You used to not be able to go to Canada as as an American comedian and do most of your material because they were so easily offended. And that's what's happened here. That's that's my opinion on things. I, and, and I think there'll be enough balance that we'll, we'll still be okay. He may not be performing in, in San Francisco, but he'll he'll still be able to do work and do fine. There's actually been a little bit. Oh, of, of course, he's a major. He's a major headlining act. I'm just saying is. Well, I'm just saying in general, is there's it, been a big kickback against this cancel culture, which is a good well, there thing. There should be. I mean, there absolutely should be. It, it's actually gotten better. Um, here lately, there's been more, and, uh, I'm going to use Aziz Ansari and Johnny Depp as good examples of people who try to get them canceled because of what they supposedly did. But once everything came out and Chris Hardwick too, it's happened to him. Um, yeah, 
they, they they got everything back. Everything was fine. I mean, Johnny Jeb just won. Kevin Hart. They tried to get rid of Kevin Hart. Yeah. Going back and 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 he actually apologized. That's the worst thing you could ever do is apologize. Depends on the situation. That's my opinion. Depends on the situation. I, see, okay, but so, I'm saying. I'm talking about cancel culture. Apologize. Well, no, no, I'm not even talking about. Well, I am, I am too. I mean, I'm gonna give it. Ex- I can't remember the exact person. I think. Oh, I do remember now. It was uh, the director for Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Okay. They went. I don't know why people are doing this, but they went back like ten years ago to some tweets he did. And if you read them now, or actually, you know, even if you read them then, they were horrible jokes that were highly offensive, and they weren't funny. He was trying to be a stand-up comedian, and it, it obviously didn't work. He now directs movies. Uh, he Joe never... Rogan says Joe Rogan, that's done pretty well in in entertainment and comedy, yeah. would tell you that, like a lot of other comedians before him, would say that comedy is subjective. Oh no, it was. But you the... you you may not like it, but somebody else may like it. But, but the point is, this is what I'm saying. It's okay to apologize. He went back. And not because he got canceled, because he got his job back. He got everything back because this stuff was from so long ago, right? It was a First neat... of all, he shouldn't have had anything taken. Well, no, he shouldn't have. Back. You're right, but he got it all back fairly quickly. But he even what he said was, he goes, I went back and looked at this. I realized at that time, I thought this was right, but I realized now in my older age that, you know what, this wasn't right, and I apologize for it. And if that's the reason you're apologizing, because you actually looked back at something you did and had a little bit of regret then I'm okay with you apologizing. Being forced to apologize and not really meaning it you're, exactly. is wrong. But sometimes, like, you can look back at some of the stuff you said when you were 18 or 19. You... Yeah, but the good thing was, thank God, <laughs> there wasn't the Internet. The Internet was there, but there was no there was no place like Facebook, hell, MySpace, uh, let's see, 2000, what, 2002? No, it came out like 2000, didn't it? Something like that. MySpace? Yeah. yeah. So something like MySpace came out like 2000. So, and from what I understand, all those, everything, you can't even log into your old MySpace account. I don't know. Justin Timberlake bought it. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> he's he's not doing too great with it. Well, actually, but, well, that's a different topic. He actually did pretty well with what he was going for. Oh, okay. Well, then, if that was what he was going for. But my point is this is, every time we always want to, we always want to talk about the Nazis. We want to talk about restrictive people. We want to talk about societies where they restrict your speech. Let me tell you something. Again, these are no longer liberals that we're dealing with. These are communist people that when they want to start removing what you can say and what you can't say because you may offend somebody, then we have lost everything that we've ever gained as a country, especially the First Amendment, which the First Amendment is the greatest, the greatest uh, document connected to the Bill of Rights, of course. But it gives us everything, everything that's connected to the Bill of Rights comes from the First Amendment. And if you... This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? 
Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash comedy. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com slash comedy. Talkspace.com slash comedy. Let's maybe pull straws to decide. My God, we don't own straws. We're not monsters. I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first-of-its-kind sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. This show has everything a sitcom should. Relatable problems, wacky characters, and even a will-they-won't-they. They. It's comfort listening at its finest. And there's even a laugh track. But don't worry, you get used to it. Popcorn for Dinner, available wherever you get your podcasts. If we want to continue to limit what people say because it's going to offend somebody, then we might as well just get rid of the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. We might as well just take stand-up comedy and tell people what, man, I moved to Las Vegas. I was so excited. Yes, I run my mouth and I say stuff. That, and if you ever really listen to my stuff, I, you really can't go back and say that I said anything that was completely disgusting or horrible. It was the fact that you didn't even, you didn't like the fact that I existed. That was your problem with me. Not you, of course. Yeah. But I got to Ve- I got to Vegas and I was so excited. I got to my first open mic, and um, I uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. I got to my first. Okay, I got my headphones in a little too tight there. I got to my first open mic, and before we even started, they said this guy was like from San Francisco or something. He goes, "Remember, everybody." Uh, don't use the N word unless you're black. <laughs> I saw I saw a couple people. They didn't even realize it. They were just kind of looked down, and they were black, and they just kind of looked down to see how black they were. I mean, that's that's how bad it is. And uh, but then he goes, but uh, besides that, everybody have fun. No hate speech. I always love that one. Hate speech. What is hate speech? Is hate speech where I say that I don't want people to be that, that are babies that we've talked about this before with abortion, that I don't agree with, with people using uh, abortion as birth control. Is it hate speech when I say that I agree that a man and a woman makes the perfect household? That's my opinion. That's that's not hate hate speech? speech. No, it's not hate speech. Yes. Okay. Then what's hate speech? Hate speech is, is, is exactly what it is. It's truly hate speech because you don't hate those people. Hate speech, and, 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 and yes, there's been massive overreach with the cancel culture, but hate speech exists right now. There's a website that's almost dedicated to hate speech, and they have that website, and they have their freedom of speech to be on here and say it, and it's called uh, Gab.com. It is just a plethora of, 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 of white supremacists and, and, and racist people, and it's horrible some of the stuff that gets said on here, but they're allowed to do it and they get on there because um, gab.com allows it. Um, but it's hate speech. 
and that is the thing right now. Like, there is hate speech in the world. There is people who are trying to push crazy, horrible agendas that are bad. Um, and people are trying to stop those things, and they're overreaching and attacking actually good people. And it's a problem. Well, people need to be more focused on what is actual hate speech versus... exactly. And what is actual racism? Uh, Exactly, what's actual racism? But you know what's funny is, Ninja, is that we look at today's society, and right now it's a very civil society for the most part, wherever you live, to to a large degree. Now, if you live in a cheaper area where it's a little less expensive, there's a reason why it's a little less expensive. You're probably living in a poverty-ridden area where the crime is, is high. If you take a look at, I use movies because they generally these days, a lot of them are autobiographies with a, with a hint of Hollywood in it. Excuse me. Take a look at the gangs of New York. When they started establishing civilization in these major cities, man, let me tell you something. You go back, I, I don't know, 120 years right now, and you go to New York City to some of the to the slums and see the way people live, the wild, wild west, the way that people are just shot and killed on a on a daily on an hourly basis, and the way people handled themselves. We are in a very civilized bubble right now of of the history of the world right now. Mm-hmm. This has not always been the case. And people always act like, ah, oh, it's the end of this and that. And you sometimes you wonder if it's the end of times the way certain things are. But overall, we've got it pretty damn good. We don't have flying – I may have mentioned this before. We don't have flying cobras flying through the air. So, like, you have somebody that comes on the news and says, remember today, folks, uh, watch out for those flying cobras. Uh, if they strike and they get, get you, you're dead. Uh we we don't have we we've got so much and and that's what that's what's so crazy to me is people want to control people but we're in a very very civilized society opposed to where we have been with the human human beings overall oh yeah like exactly and and there's people making mistakes um I want to have a discussion with you one day, uh, probably for the next show, um, about the Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate um, that is being supported by Gab.com, who literally said, are you ready? We don't want people who are Jewish. This is explicitly a Christian country. And this is the person the Mm. GOP nominated for governor in Pennsylvania. Um, I I want to talk to you about that next day, because this this is where where hate speech and trying to push a hate is hate agenda comes into place just like the christian national's original party was horrible and that is and definitely again, something we need that's to why that's why i'm in the middle now more in the middle than i've ever really been in my life um, i'm more middle independent now right-leaning independent but uh yeah it's just it's just a bunch of nonsense now it's, there's nobody that that you can really look and say wow they really you know they really stand up for what I believe in. And I damn sure I can't ever see myself ever voting for a uh, left wing, a left wing Democrat. Now maybe someone that was a Democrat that was uh, 
a moderate Democrat. Well, you know, I guess you could say. There, there's not as many left-wing Democrats as you think that are that extreme. There's like five, and they all hang out together. Nah, I, w- I would disagree with that one. What I'm talking about, actually, in, in the Senate right now, there's the squad, which is like five people. And, right. And that's about it. <laughs> there's the pro- Chuck Schumer? No, he's not super left-leaning. He, he, he uh, really, no, no, he says what he has to in speeches and stuff, but when you actually go back and look through the bills and stuff they've tried to push through, he he, he really brings it more towards the middle. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nope. She, again, she, what, so these, those are the two leaders of the party, right? It's the leader. Yeah, of the, we're the, not going to be in the middle of the road on this one. That's what, sure. <laughs> what, no, no, but what you have to look at, and, and I do this the same thing with Republicans. When you get the leader of the party, right, and they're in charge of the progressive Democrats, the conservative Democrats, they're in charge of all of them, right? They have to keep all of them happy to get bills passed. So if you got to look what they put in each bill versus what they say in their speeches because those that get up in the speeches and go, yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this. That way AOC shuts up. And then when the bill actually comes out, you'll notice they carved out that whole section like the, the squad tried to push that whole big green new deal through mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer cut that thing to pieces. Mm. So there is that certain amount of politics, which is, is, is what gets covered in the news where they're saying the things to keep the party happy, but what they actually do actions are stronger than words. And the what Repo- about um, Republican Party does the same thing? I was gonna, I was gonna say, what about uh, Nancy Pelosi talking about uh, right now the border is on a good path. That she's excited to see as many undocumented citizens as ever before. You're you're gonna have to show me where she actually said that because I haven't seen it, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm mm-hmm. saying I haven't seen it, or if somebody took something she said out of context. Because that's oh, she's a batshit crazy. Well, she, she, she is batshit crazy, but at the same time, I, and and they do the same thing to the Republicans, where they'll take a whole paragraph and they'll cut out one sentence out of it, and when you just take out that one sentence, it makes them look even worse than what they really are. But if you read the whole paragraph where it puts that sentence in the context, it makes sense. Newsweek.com. Nancy Pelosi sparks backlash for saying border on a good path, and this is Newsweek. So it's not one of those that's in the middle. It's generally to the left, left-leaning. After telling reporters that federal approach to managing immigration to the southern U.S. border is improving on Wednesday, the fact that we're on a good path to the border under the leadership of Joe Biden, the, De- the Democratic congresswoman said, it's about restructuring how we do what is happening there. What we what we were in a very bad situation of the Trump administration. Actually, no, we weren't. We had uh, illegal immigration down as low as it's been in decades. So, you know, that's what I'm gonna say about that. But but at the same time, she's not saying she's so happy undocumented coming in. She's saying she thinks the border is on a good path, which is what you're supposed to say about the person in office that you think they're doing a good job. Which is a little bit different. I know. I I do know that you need to go. Oh, is it time already? I didn't even realize yeah. that was. Well, I'm gonna hit y'all with one more bad joke, and then we're gonna wrap it up for the day because it is. Oh yeah, oh, it, boy. it is time. Well, no, it's oh, not boy. so horrible. It's just about me. I want to be an inspiration. 
I do. I want to be an inspiration to the world, like JFK. JFK was such an inspiration, he didn't want anybody to miss their shot. So I, I, I sense a theme here, back of the head with uh, Abraham Lincoln. He was a secret um, homosexual, and now we're talking about JFK. I see it. I see a trend here. Oh, I, I, I was writing some jokes, and I, I just got caught up on presidents. Um, the whole log cup thing goes. That's a, that's a real party. It's a real group. You can look look them up. I don't know how big they are right now, but at one point they they actually were were. A, pretty large part of the party all right moonshine i'm done with my bad jokes for today you have a wonderful week uh and what do we say at the end of the very podcast go usa all right guys i hope you enjoyed that show and all the others on the ninja podcast network we have angry ninja since not a kid's game uh the currently defunct D&D podcast, but hopefully more episodes coming soon. Um, the Ask the Angry Ninja Show podcast, Chris Allen's audio stories where I read you some stories I wrote, and if you have a story you want to hear that you wrote, send it to me and I will read it. Um, Middle of the Road with Ninja and Moonshine podcast about a guy from the left and a guy from the right coming together and meeting in the middle. Uh, the Ninja News and Politics Show, Outrageous Stories with the Angry Ninja, and Sports Talk with Ninja and JMO. And if you want to support the funny support any of the shows patreon.com slash worst jokes come support the funny if you want to reach out to us at cman2342 on twitter or just get on facebook search for the ask thing you mean show you'll find our page ask us a question or if any of that's too much for you, you can just send us an email at ask the angry ninja at gmail.com and we will answer your question hope everybody enjoyed the show you guys have a wonderful day let's maybe pull straws to decide my God, we don't own straws. We're not monsters. I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first-of-its-kind sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. This show has everything a sitcom should. Relatable problems, wacky characters, and even a will-they-won't-they. They. It's comfort listening at its finest. And there's even a laugh track. But don't worry, you get used to it. Popcorn for Dinner. Popcorn for dinner. Available wherever you get your podcasts.